1: Another episode of Ladies Who Launch uh, coming to you from a very, very chilly Calgary this morning. Um, we we're actually recording on Tuesday. So I think Dakota and I feel all like com- discombobulated because we, we ran into some issues on Friday. So we're moving this to Tuesday. So it sort of feels Friday ish, but still Tuesday. But um, this episode is going to be interesting. I'm just going to leave it at that as we sort of talk about dating and business and how it's a bit of a Cluster on both levels. So, um, Dakota, I know you're in a in a headspace today. So, um, we're going to give you some grace, but we're going to let you have your lady rant because I think you need a lady rant this morning.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um super emotional this morning <laughs> because dating really sucks. <laughs> Um, so I apologize if I'm probably gonna cry through this whole rat. <laughs> uh super ridiculous. Um, but anyway. So just give me a sec.
1: <laughs> yeah, to sort of set the stage, this is just like happened, so hence why Dakota's a little emotional. But I think it's good to talk about this stuff because we do have a lot of obviously women. Listeners who are dating, and I think we all can um, fully agree that the dating landscape, and especially in Calgary, but um, this goes around the world, is an absolute toxic cesspool of ick, and that I, I, I think we all as women just need to start our own communes and live amongst ourselves, and just like leave leave men to like figure out their own shit at a different location
0: well <laughs> oh, man if there's anything I will say is Alyssa always makes me feel better <laughs> um yeah you know classic online dating story uh but I also want to give it more credit than that because I'm the person that I'm going to be referring to I don't think that they're a bad person um I really cared about them a lot I still do um it just was a bit of a mind fuck. Let's just say that. Uh, so anyway, I started off this... Okay, I started off last year um, with a bit of an emotional and tumultuous um, relationship as well. Uh, I ended up actually coming back together with somebody that I'd known from the past. And they they were never really trustworthy. And I think I was just in a place where... My self-worth wasn't that great. So I decided to embark upon a situation with this person last year and it imploded in my face. That's the long and short of it. So I started last year that way. And it's not to say that we have to start every year in a perfect way by any stretcher that's going to set the stage for the year. And I, I don't believe that at all. But... I will say that after last year, also just being so difficult emotionally and mentally and draining, um, I really, really wanted to intentionally uh, you know, come into 2022 with a, a, bit diff- a bit of a different mindset and, and goals and things like that. And in the beginning of the year, I wasn't even interested in dating at all. Uh, but my girlfriend and I got together, and she and I jokingly kind of reset up my profiles just for fun. And I wasn't even on there; wasn't doing anything, and I matched with this person, and I really just liked his energy from the get-go. Um, and yeah, it we had a lot of fun for a while. It wasn't a very long period of time there, but it was pretty intense right off the bat. And I just thought that this person, like wanted the same things as me and whether they did at the time and then they changed their mind or they never knew what they wanted. It turned out they didn't know what they wanted. And, um, also on top of that, it it just kind of looked like maybe we weren't the best match at the end of the day, but what's really been messing me up is it seems more like they just (laughs) didn't know what they wanted. Um, and, and, you know, everybody has grace to change their mind, of course, but just the whole thing was not great. And unfortunately, I was doing really well with it. I had done a lot of really great work after we stopped seeing each other to get over things. And then, because we all make mistakes, uh, I decided, oh, I still really like this person. Maybe we can just take it slow and, and try again. And I went back Um I mean, I don't think it was stupid. Like we all do things like whatever, it's fine. Anyway, um, of course I realized shortly thereafter, this is not what I want. And actually it was really funny because we had hung out and had a really fun night. Like one of the funnest nights I've had in some time with people. And it was like, oh, like this. Yeah, this was a great idea. We're going to keep hanging out. It's going to be fun you know it's going to be we'll just we'll just have fun it'll be great and then i went to this birthday party and i couldn't help but notice that i despite feeling like oh this this is going to be a great time i still felt like shit <laughs> i was like why am i feeling like this like why why am i not happy with what what i'm doing here and i went to this uh, party at my friend's house it was her birthday she had like the first house party since covid started so it was crazy it was the first like gathering I'd been to inside someone's house with like strangers. Um, And I ended up talking to two men who have been in really long-term relationships with their girlfriends. Their girlfriends were there too. And we just got talking about like how they met their girlfriends and who they used to be before they uh, got into these long-term relationships. And we talked about the concept of, forgive my language, like the fuck boy. (laughs) And we talked about the concept of the evolved guy and we had all these really eye-opening conversations about what commitment looks, looks like to them and where they're at with their people and like their relationships both of them just they just had such like beautiful healthy relationships with these women and I was I was like looking at them and going hey this is what I want this is not what I want. Um, so why am I settled? Like, why am I sticking around? You know, like I don't owe this person anything. They don't owe me anything. And why am I sticking around while they quote unquote, you know, like fix their shit or work on their, their stuff. Um, so yeah, I just, I thought about it a lot. And then we kind of fell back into this rhythm that we were in before where we were like texting all day and stuff. And I was like, this isn't taking it slow. Like, why are we texting all day again? You know, like we should be not talking and then hanging out maybe like once a month or something, if we're going to take it slow. Um, and it just felt really weird. So anyway, I, I broke it off and just was like, can't do this anymore. And this person just kind of was like, okay, no problem. Like all good. Take care. All the best. And I was like, it was the shortest conversation I've ever had with somebody that I felt so close to. And I was shocked that it was so easy for them to just be like, oh, this person doesn't want to be a part of my life. Even though like two days ago, I told her how jacked I was. She was back in my life. And it just screwed me up. So then I got all anxious and I like texted him again, being like, uh, like, are are you sure you're okay? Like, <laughs> are you sure you're not like what the hell? And he was just like, no, no, it's all good. And like, good for him for being able to just be like, okay, this isn't serving any of us. We'll just leave it at that. I don't want him to be sad, but I also I'm just like, how is this so easy for you? And was all of this in my head? Like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> so, anyway, that's where I'm at. I'm sad because I'm just like I'm going through all these motions of can i tr- like can i trust my own outlook on things like did did all this stuff that i think happened happen um was this person being genuine with me or not also who cares <laughs> like and then on top of that you know like i've i just want to get back to my life and i'm just sad and it's it sucks it really sucks so yeah there's my rant yeah dating i mean
1: Dakota and I had a conversation before we started recording. And I think the one thing to take away, because we've all, like, I mean, any anybody listening, woman or man, and sorry, men are kind of going to get the, the brunt end of the stick because you're not here to argue, um, is that I felt and why I sort of had to walk away from the whole online dating scene is I felt I outgrew it. And we'll talk about the outgrowing of things and and how you sort of evolve, because I found that um, the people and the dudes, because that's who I was looking at was men, not... um, So the men that were on there didn't have the same values about people or humanity that I did and so the whole like ghosting and um like chatting every day and like men are really good with that with like really luring you in with the texting and the chatting every day and then like you go on one date you never hear from them again like it's it seems a bit of a game and I found that like these aren't my people like I'm not going to find my level of what I expect of people here because I think a lot of People use dating apps as easy access to sex or easy access to just like be a different person. Um, so I know people have found the loves of their lives on on dating apps. So I don't disparage it in that way, but I think it's a good lesson for all of us that sometimes you just have to walk away for a little bit because they can be very intoxicating um, apps because it's like you're getting messages from all these people and it 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 kind of like um bumps up your ego a little bit it's like oh look at all these and then you realize very quickly that it creates a bit of a an unattainable bubble like i said in terms of things happen very quickly like you're immediately texting with people and um and i think it gives a a, a very distorted view of what relationships should be and Therefore, sometimes I think it's best to walk away for a little while and just live your life and meet people as you meet people because it, it, it they do really mess with your, your self esteem and your emotions and all that stuff. And getting back to the evolving and sort of realizing that, like, this sort of uh, lifestyle or this sort of interaction with people is not where you are sort of leads us into the business discussion and how this the the dating apps and sort of the dating world um creates a different um as you sort of outgrow them or you sort of realize that you're you're better than this sort of leads into the business discussion and and how this sort of came about was um through COVID. And I think we've discussed this on previous episodes that we've had to really change or evolve what like our what our businesses are and what we want them to be just due to circumstances through covid and for myself and i know dakota will talk about a little bit about this too is that um i realized that what i was doing or what i like i've like i've had my business for almost 8 years it'll be 8 years in april which is crazy but What I started my business doing eight years ago and then like really up to six years ago or six years minus the two years of COVID, I don't particularly like anymore. Uh, I don't like the sort of, I don't like the tactical things that everybody wants to do. And um, I don't like sort of the, the constant heading and, 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 watering of client relationships and sort of it's kind of like dating where you have to keep making sure they like you and it's like oh is this okay and are we doing this and it's like a weird um becomes a bit of a um what's i don't know what the word i'm looking for like a codependent relationship and and what that means in terms of my business moving forward and how that how i've evolved and changed over 8 years in terms of how I want to interact with my clients and the work I want to do. And that I think the conversation for today is that just because you started your business doing something, whether it was 1 year ago or 8 years ago, doesn't mean that that's still what you have to be doing. It's the same thing with dating. Just because you started dating using Hinge or Bumble or whatever, doesn't mean that you still have to be doing that 6 months a year or 2 years down the road.
0: Absolutely for sure. Yeah, I think the the idea of evolution and or not even the idea of it but just the consequence of us as human beings evolving into a better us, you know, hopefully or even sometimes going back into the shadows and like not becoming a better us is is a is just life. Um and I think a lot of us especially people who are Alyssa and my age had parents who were like, you got to stick with the same thing. You got to stick with it Um, and like see it through. And I think that, I think that that's a beautiful thought, but I also think it's a very dangerous thought. And that's why I think dating is, is tough because I think people should have the grace and the freedom to leave things when they need to leave things that are, that haven't served them or aren't serving them or suddenly became really toxic um, and I think that people should be able to live their lives the way that they want to live their lives. And so same thing with their career, right? Like they shouldn't have to stay at the same job for 25 years just because it's admirable. But that being said, I do, I do think like there is a certain amount of commitment you have to make to both of those things and, and you, you should try and work on it. And that like that has started to become sort of a lost cause, um, especially for millennials who, who can be kind of entitled sometimes, um, so I think like it, you've got to strike a good balance between like, you've got a responsibility to others and yourself to show up in a way that isn't hurting people uh, or isn't letting people down. But if you need to make a change, like do it in a very thoughtful way. Um, yeah. And communicate properly. Right. But I do agree with Alyssa that uh, the other thing that's so interesting is, yeah, like Sometimes we have clients that we feel like we're almost dating. Yeah, where maybe they they're going through something within their business and they can't get their you know shit together to save their life, and they're like all over the map with like, I want this, no, I want this, no, I want this, no, I want this, and we feel like we're constantly rescoping them. And that's when it's up to you to be like, okay, is this client relationship serving me anymore? Um, or is it like completely harming my nervous system every time I have to talk to them because they can't seem to figure out what they want? And now I'm internalizing it and thinking it's something I'm doing? Like, I think we all know within the marketing sphere of things that it takes, <clears throat> you know anywhere from three to six months to up to a year for specific types of plays within marketing to resonate, especially social media. Um, so, like we, you have to work with like-minded clients and like-minded people um and it really is just a game of fielding through a racket winners to find gems essentially both within dating and um work so
1: yeah. yeah that's an interesting analogy because i think we especially when you're first starting out you you take whatever work is presented to you and you you sometimes keep those clients for an extended period of time and you probably shouldn't because um what you what you thought you wanted when you first took those clients is not what you want now. But I think a lot of us fall into the the trap of like, oh, well, this is money and this is um this is consistent and blah, blah, blah. But it it doesn't really, it doesn't provide you the level of excitement or joy that you had when you first started working with them. And it's not the type of client that you want. I think there's a big um Especially through COVID, I think everyone's fallen back into this scarcity mindset of like, oh God, I have to take whatever work comes to me because I don't know what's happening on the other side. And and I think people um, have fallen into this the trap of working with people who don't align with their own values or don't align with their own vision for their business. I think we, especially as service providers, and we're and like you said, we're dealing with clients who are who are also business owners or or working for businesses. And so we're we end up we end up taking on all of their crap, and so we're sort of the i don't want to use the, this is a really bad term, but like the abused wife sort of situation where we take on all of their crap and try to like help them, but no one's here to help us no one's no one's here to help us realize that this is not a healthy relationship and no one's here to help us grow our businesses while we're trying to save them. And I think I I did an interview with um with IABC Calgary uh a month or so ago and it was all about the role of communicators through COVID and, and and sort of moving forward. And and one of the things I said in that interview was that communicators have had to take on everything through COVID. Um, whether you work for yourself or for a corporation, because all of the COVID messaging, all of um, external, internal, all of it fell to communicators because that's who does this stuff. And I think for a lot of companies, um, they they pushed a lot on their communicators through COVID. And there was just so much more that everyone's just exhausted. And that as a communicator in a company, you've had to... Um, deal with all of the internal and external stresses of, of, of what that means. And then from a, from a client perspective, we have had to basically be the therapists for all of our clients, uh, through COVID and, and through like helping them through their own disaster, but no one's been there for us. And it's sort of been an interesting, Way for me to acknowledge that what I and that that's sort of what led me to understand that what I'm doing now isn't really what I want to do moving forward. I just can't take on the 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 mental and emotional um, issues of my clients anymore. And it's too it's too mentally um, dysfunctional, and it's too mentally. It's not helping me, and so I want. I am evolving myself and my business into more of a a hand, like an arm's length entity from direct client interaction. In terms of getting more into doing facilitations and um, and workshops and webinars and sort of the educational piece, I've done more webinars through COVID. Um, than prior and I found that I really love that. I love teaching people things and I love sort of um, um, having them um, become more knowledgeable about communications and things they can do for themselves. but the day-to-day sort of direct interaction, I think I have outgrown that and it's sort of um it's freeing a little bit in the fact of like, i I know I don't want to be receiving ten emails from clients or this that the other. It's just too it's too mentally draining. And even if you like the work, um it's just too much to be putting on um putting on me um through this. and so it's sort of it's sort of how I evolved out of the online dating scene as well in terms of me realizing that like I'm better than all these people <laughs> um. And how I've gotten to the place of my business that I'm like, no, I'm actually better than, than these things that people are expecting me to do. And I I can do bigger and better things than what I've sort of been living in for the last eight years. And I think it's a really, it's a good exercise for everyone to take and for everyone to, to do, whether it's through your personal life or your, your professional life is in the fact of like, you aren't, I'm not the same person I was eight years ago. No one is. And what brought me joy or fulfilled me eight years ago doesn't anymore. And now I have to look at what does and how to manifest
0: those things into my into my life. Yeah, very well put. Yeah, for sure. And I think Alyssa and I, at different levels and different times, have gone through the exact same thing. I you know one thing I'll say is um, I still... To this day, really love my business and feel very lucky. However, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, managing social media over the last two years has gotten exceptionally more difficult. Like the level of work that it takes, the amount of attention that it takes is is so much more robust now. Like it's it's no longer good enough to do the things that you were doing two years ago. So. We've had to kind of like completely rescope how we do things and how much we have to charge and everything because it's just all consuming a lot of the time. So I too, am kind of trying to develop something where I can focus on the things that I like to do most, and then I have other people kind of helping with the things that we offer and do really well um, just because we are good at it. but one of my clients the other day actually, okay, so here's here's a really beautiful positive experience that I actually had last week. So one of my clients who I love dearly, um he's a startup and he doesn't have a ton of budget and I just really 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 wanted to work with him. And again, we got to stop doing this for ourselves like we have to charge what we're worth. But anyways, I really wanted to work with him so I gave him kind of like a bit of a deal on my services and we were having a blast and it was great. But then one of his other community members was like, hey, I can offer this for free. And so of course, why wouldn't he take that? But then he came to me and we had to have like the breakup conversation. And it was actually hilarious because it was like three days after uh, this other thing happened. And it was, you know, like I was really um, proud of myself because I had done a lot of work earlier in the week to, to move past this dating fiasco. And I think had I, you know, like me eight years ago would have been like more rejection. Oh my God, I'm gonna like die. But no, I like, I I felt it. I knew it was coming. Like I could sense something. And then he was like, look, I I think he's like, this is, this is actually what I would rather use you for. And it turns out we're going to work on other stuff that I'm actually much more interested in. Um, and it's not to say that we still don't offer those same things, but again, just trying to move away, charging what we're worth. And then the things that he wants to work directly with me on is stuff that I'm really interested in. He said to me, he's like, he's like, just so you know, he's like, this is going to sound kind of bad. He's like, but he's like, I really do think you need to move into a place where you're not doing the day-to-day anymore. He's like, because it's below your pay grade. He's like, you're way too valuable to be Wasting your time doing this, this, and this. He's like, I know you're in the process of kind of like replacing, like replacing you with like 10 other yous. But he, but it was a wicked compliment in the sense that it was like, oh, like my client sees so much value in me and the things that I really want to be doing. And he wants to hire, like, he wants to keep our relationship going and was super happy with everything. Um, But on top of that, he's complimented all the things that are in my head and like reaffirm them for me. So that was really cool. And then and then like it didn't bother me at all that we were going to do something else because it's opening another awesome door. Um, so that actually really helped my process last week too. Um, but for all of you that are dating, what didn't help my process was second guessing myself and going back. So for anybody who's in this a similar situation, um, no matter how much you like somebody, whether it's a client, or a person you're dating, I would highly recommend really evaluating why you would have them back into your life. And not to say that they're a bad person or client, but are they gonna serve you? Are they gonna give you the things you need you need, or are you just gonna be like a friggin' doormat for them? You know? Never go back. I
1: think that's just a good Well, yeah, like it it This it's... is a good analogy for anything. And again, it doesn't make anybody a uh, bad or any situation bad, but you can never go back. You always have to keep looking forward. And um, I mean, we've all lost clients for various different reasons. Uh, We've all dated good, bad, other stories, but you can't ever go back because um, it's not healthy. Um, It's not healthy for you or the other person or you or the other or your client because the... I think the reason that like we all exist as people is that you're here to grow and you're here to do bigger and better things as you grow as a person. And I think sometimes um, we do ourselves a disservice by staying with people who are no longer meeting our um, needs um, personally And then also professionally, and I think it's just a, just a lesson for everyone. So if you've, I mean, if you've been in your relationship for a year or 10 years, like you have the full capacity as a human being to reevaluate whether it's still working for you. And that's, that's just a healthy thing to do. And it's the same with your business. If you've, if you've been in business for a year or 10 years, you have the, you, the full right to evaluate whether the business or your clients are still, um, benefiting you in the way that you need them to and all relationships come to some sort of end at some point like even if you're married one of you ends up dying at some point even if you're together for 60 years like all relationships come to an end at some point and you just have to determine um at what point is it best to end it in a in a in a a way that that makes you look the best.
0: Exactly. And going back never makes you look good. Unfortunately, not that you should be focused on that really, because we all do that. And you have to look at... It's more just looking at why you went back and...
1: Yeah. Why you went back or why you're staying um, in an unhealthy personal relationship or an unhealthy client relationship. Um, Why are you... Why are you there? Why are you existing in that space, and and why are you um, thinking that you're happy in that space when you're not? I think it's that's just good evaluation for everyone.
0: Yeah, and like, and also, you know, Alyssa and I have both been in way worse situations than the one that I outlined at the beginning of this cast. I mean, I've gone through losing my mom. Alyssa's gone through losing people. We've both gone through the loss of long term relationships. Me, a marriage. And you know, we we came out just fine. So, like, for anybody that's struggling kind of similarly to me today in particular, just with like my heart hurts, my nervous system hurts. Um why doesn't this person like me? why did, why was it so easy for them? I think you do have to keep reaffirming the whole. Never go back, keep looking forward. And then also just if this person doesn't want to be part of your life, then that's fine. But, like, why? Why are you then trying to keep them in your life? Yeah, they don't want to be there, so stop forcing it. <laughs> right, and also realize you have a lot to offer other people and other opportunities and other clients and all that kind of stuff. So if they, if if like certain people don't want to be part of your story, then that's okay.
1: Yeah, that's and actually it's a good it's a good place to end this and the fact of. um Yeah. If people don't want to be a part of your story, just like end it Um, because we all have good stories to tell. But um, anyway, I hope we hope that this provided a little bit of comfort or maybe insight if you're struggling with a personal relationship or you're struggling with your business or clients that ultimately it's about you and you being happy and you being fulfilled and you being challenged and, um, ensuring that the people that are in your life, whether personally or professionally are the people that, that fill your cup and don't continually drain it. So, um, we'd love to hear some of your stories. Um, feel free again to DM us, um, on Instagram at ladies who launch pod. I'm sure we all have some amazing, sad, tragic, uplifting stories that we can all tell from both the personal, from both dating and in business life. But um, thank you for joining us. And uh, we will uh, have hope to have you join us on the next episode of Ladies Who Launch.
0: One thing I would really like to end the cast off with, I know we just ended it, (laughs) but I'd like to say one more thing. Something that has really helped me through a lot of the hard times um, has been that if anybody—it's what Alyssa just said—if anybody isn't filling your cup, meaning you leave their presence feeling completely drained and just not good, like you're you're not feeling lighter, you're not feeling happier, or they like physically affect your nervous system by way of making you feel bad, making you feel less than. Obviously, you can look at all of that internally, but run like. <laughs> get rid of them I'm sorry but like all of the people in my life who have been in my life for a long time I can honestly tell you like even just this cast today with you guys and Alyssa I feel a lot better so keep the people in your life that fill your cup leave the ones that drain your cup
1: yeah good cup analogies anyway (laughs) take care everyone and uh That's your task for this week is to get rid of people who bring your cup. Bye guys. Thank you for listening to Ladies Who Launch. Join Dakota and Alyssa every second Wednesday for more conversations and interesting guests. Be sure to give us a five-star rating and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. If you send us a question, we may answer it on a future episode.